Welcome everybody to the Friar Talk podcast. Today we're going to be recapping the Diamondback series, talking about why there are so many Padres pitchers that have arm injuries, and then we're going to finally wrap it up with a preview for the San Francisco Giants series. So I'll let you start out, Isaac. What do you, what are just your overall thoughts on this most recent Diamondback series? Uh, I mean, the first game was obviously not what we wanted. Chris Paddock went out there through six innings. He should have only thrown five. For me, it's like, okay, if you get five solid innings out of Chris Paddock, just yank him. Because the odds of you throwing him out there and having a good sixth aren't very high. But overall, you know, that, that was an okay game. We didn't really hit not very many t- instances of timely hitting. But the second game is where our our offense came alive. And I think with something that has to do with that is their approach at the plate. It, we saw a lot of instances where they were swinging at the first or second pitch and they were taking advantage of the mistakes the pitchers were making. And that's a huge thing, especially with our kind of lineup when you're stacked from one to eight, unless Tommy Pham is in the lineup. You know, when you're stacked like that and you take advantage of those those crappy pitches down the middle or those hanging curveballs, like, for example, Manny hitting a triple down the line to clear the bases, that's huge. And that's how you're going to end up with those 12-run games and dominating teams that you should be dominating like we did with the Diamondbacks in the second game. So, you know, overall, it was a bad first game, great second game, really good second game. And uh, hopefully that carries on to this big giant series. I know, like, at the beginning of the season, we wouldn't be saying this is a big giant series, but this is a big giant series now. So hopefully that carries over. Yeah, dude, that series, the last game against the Diamondbacks was amazing. Uh, that's kind of the baseball I've been wanting the Padres to play. You know, you saw a lot of doubles, you know, the singles, Machado's triple. You get a couple of those home runs. I think Cronenworth's finally starting to break out of his slump, which was great to see. Mateo hit a home run, you know, kind of making us eat our words, but, you know, happy for that. We're always happy to have you guys prove us wrong. Weathers kind of went out early, so, you know, the game was like, wow, this could be we could get swept by the Diamondbacks here, and that's not what we need. Padres came out and played good baseball. The bullpen did pretty well. Paddock, you know, like Isaac said, he'll give you five solid innings. If you can get Paddock to go five innings and two earned runs, yank him while you can, because if not, it's just going to get worse from there. We're going to need our top three guys for the next three games to at least go six innings. Our bullpen has been absolutely obliterated at the beginning of the season. We have the most innings pitched in baseball with our bullpen, so... We need some help there. You know, maybe Mackenzie Gore brought up for this next series with Warren Weathers maybe going down with some dead arm. Last time he went down with dead arm, he was out for three and a half weeks. So, you know, we can only have so many pitchers to call it before Gore. And, you know, why not it be our top prospect? Yeah, that's going to be something that's going to be real interesting how it plays out, depending on if Ryan Weathers does, in fact, miss three and a half weeks. And I think the last time where he had that injury, I think it was 2017. So it was like, it was a long time ago that he had that similar injury. It might've been 2018, but overall, I think um, there was a couple guys that really stood out in this. I mean, it was a quick two game series, so there's not a ton that we could take away from it. Um, I think Chase, you said the series was going to be a one, one split. We all had our, our doubts about the Chris Paddock start. And I don't even know if I would put this, this start on him that, that much because he was doing pretty good. And then they brought him out for the extra inning. And I think every Padre fan just kind of was was shocked that they did that because Jace Tingler has been so pull happy with Blake Snell and some of these other, and Joe Musgrove and some of these other pitchers where it was like, why, why are we keeping Paddock out here for the sixth inning, but we can't keep these other guys out here for six? And it was just a little bit frustrating. And then 
they got burned because that happened. But also the, the bats were just non-existent on that Tuesday game. Um, then, but then we flipped to Wednesday. I think the two guys that, that have to be mentioned, one, Fernando Tatis, we've been talking about his breakout. So we'll have to get in that in a little bit here. Just talk about, hey, it, it's here. Like he's, he's coming back. He's starting to feel himself a little bit. Starting to That swing's starting to work out a lot. But the other guy, which I'm, I'm super, super excited for, Ha Young Kim. And I think every Padres fan is so happy about this. Um, I think Ha Young Kim may be, may be the second best smile on the team after Jerickson Profar. But I think every single person, you know, he hits, was it two? It was a single and a double, I believe, even though that first one was, it could have been a double, I think. But two big time hits, runners in scoring position. We've been kind of waiting for him to break out. All, all three of us believe he has the tools and the ability to be a really solid MLB player. But just the production hasn't really caught up. Well, well, now Haseon Kim comes out two for five. Cronenworth has kind of been slumping a little bit lately. Now he did hit a home run on Wednesday, which which obviously helps his case. But I think that Haseon Kim is is starting to get ready for a little bit of an expanded role. Um, it seems like he's adjusting to the speed of the MLB. But what do you guys think about that potentially being the case? Yeah, what a good game by Haseon Kim yesterday. I told my little brother like, watch this. Haseon Kim's about to hit a double. And he did it because my, my little brother's like, oh, man, Haseon Kim is up. He sucks. And I'm like, no, watch this. It's just he needed time to adapt to the speed of the game. And, you know, the, the level of competition from where he was playing compared to now is much different. But he is a very talented player. He's going to figure it out. And if he can get into that expanded role where if Cronenworth is in a slump and he needs an off day, you feel like way more comfortable than any other team having Kim, who obviously has the potential that we all know he has. You can plug him in at second, get him some at-bats, and not only are you going to get some production out of him, hopefully, but you're going to get him experience in the bigs, which obviously we all know he needs. Um, but definitely an expanded role for Haseon Kim is something I'm looking forward to. Uh, he's an all-around infielder. The only position he can't play in the infield is first. So that's a huge thing for him. If he, you know, if Nando needs a day off, Manny or uh, Jake, that's huge. So I definitely hope he gets an expanded role soon, and hopefully we see more great at-bats from him. He always was coming in, you know, to be this kind of super utility role that Profar was in the same situation. And, you know, maybe they start to give him some outfield reps just so that, you know, he can get more at-bats in everyday situations. And in case that we need him, he can probably play that left or right field. Fans banged up. Myers has kind of had some knee problems in and out of games. And he's kind of slumping, too. So if Myers needs a break and we can put Haseon Kim in the outfield and him just continue to hit the cover off the ball, man good for his development and just having another guy that can play everywhere it's just really important to have definitely a guy i think that all padres fans should be very very excited about um so hopefully hopefully we see him in an expanded role also another guy that they could kind of move into the outfield a little bit more could be jake cronenworth um i think we were texting about that a little bit just that 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 could potentially be what they do as well but i think that we could definitely see a couple other guys being just just kind of resting guys in the outfield every once in a while um, Hasya and Kim, Jerkson Profar obviously all, already does that, but also Jake Cronenworth, maybe we'll see him in left and right field a little bit. Um, we brought up Tommy Pham. Um, he, he's actually been doing a little bit better. He's hitting 180 now. Uh, so hopefully that, that unluckiness kind of starts fading away because that would be massive if he can be in that 6-7 spot and, and be the typical Tommy Pham that, that we were expecting at the beginning of the year. And, and even even into last year. But if, if he can stay healthy and kind of get going, that would be a huge addition to this team as well. Um, Will Myers has been slumping a little bit, but this team has the depth to kind of 
to make it work. Um, but he did come in, have a pinch hit RBI. I mean, though deflected off the shortstop's glove. But I mean, overall, I think I think this was a quality series. Um, but but let's finish it off with just talking about Fernando Tatis. Um, got robbed of a home run, unfortunately, but that was an amazing play by the Diamondbacks right fielder. Uh, just like full extension over the wall. Uh, so got to give him props there. Fernando was laughing about it. He knew he was like, all right, that's it. like got to give this guy his respect. He, he went up and, and robbed me on that one. But Fernando comes out. He is by far, we were talking about, uh, you talked about this a couple series ago, Isaac, that, that we need that spark plug. And that's, that's always going to be Fernando. I, I think that's been as prevalent as it could possibly be over this Dodgers and Diamondback series, because every time he comes up, he is lasering the ball to someone almost every single time. He had the the double in, in the Diamondbacks game. He also got – he lined when I think it was either to short or to third where he just ripped it down. Uh, and, and so, like, he's just been hitting the ball super, super well. Now, the only issue with his game – also, real quick, averages up to 262. So, he was at under 130 about six games ago. So, that just shows how good he's been playing. He did have his 10th error, though. And on the ESPN broadcast during the Dodgers game on Sunday, they were talking about that it's going to take a while for him to kind of get his his legs underneath him just because he didn't get to have that spring training. He didn't really get to have all of his um, – like he didn't get to have all of the time to, to adjust into like being an infielder this year in, in training camp. So it's been tough for him to kind of get his legs underneath him. And what I've seen is when he throws a ball, you can almost tell immediately if it's going to be a good throw or not based on where his feet are. Because sometimes he's he's planted in a good spot. And it's like, okay, that's that ball's going to get delivered there well. Other times he'll look like he's like falling over when he's throwing. I don't know if you guys have noticed this as well. But whenever that happens, that's when he's skipping him into the dirt in front of Haas. And and Hosmer's actually been doing a, a pretty solid job of picking some of these brutal throws by Fernando. But it's it's been a lot of bad throws. So I just wanted to kind of see your guys uh, your your guys feelings on on him definitely breaking out in in terms of hitting. But also, when do you kind of expect him to be back to his his normal self at shortstop? Yeah, so how about all that trolling from Dodger fans after that first series saying Mr. Tatis is batting 130? Yeah, how about a week later when Fernando Tatis is 20 points higher than Mookie Betts? And now leading the second in leading second in the league in home runs or something like that? I mean, he's that breakout was huge and he did it at the right time. You know, hitting two home runs off Kershaw, then Bauer, and then one off May. What a just like that's what a big time player does. Big time players show up in big time moments, and that was a big time moment that he showed up in. Um, so it was definitely great to see that breakout. He's carrying it on to this Diamondback series. Hopefully, he carries it on to that uh, Giants series. So that's going to be a big series. There's really not much to say on offense because this is kind of what we expect from Fernando, right? I mean, that's just my opinion. We expect him to be that spark. We expect him to be the heart of the team, and. Manny said it best yesterday. When one guy gets going, the whole team gets going. Well, when this one particular guy gets going, the Padres are at their best. So, you know, that's really good to see. In terms of defensively, I'm not really worried about it. Ten errors, so be it. I mean, he's going to he's gonna be fine. He was a first-team all-MLB shortstop last year. So, you know, I have all the confidence in the world that defensively he's going to pick it up. Those throws, those throws in the dirt, they're going to pan out. The dude throws 95 across the diamond. It's like he can't make it there. So he's definitely, he's going to be fine. Defensively, he's going to be fine. He's going to pick it up. And uh, I'm very excited to see that because I think we can see an MVP caliber player. He just needs to keep working on his fundamentals with his footwork, you know, during pregame and stuff. It will come around. It's 
there's just some some of the throws that he's made. It's just him trying to do too much at the time. He just needs to learn sometimes just to eat the ball is better than trying to chuck it across the diamond at 100 miles an hour and pray to God that it gets there. Because we've seen him make some great, you know, diving catches on one hops and be like, okay, great, now hold it. And then you see him getting up and you're like, oh, no, this is going to go south. Then there was the one where like, okay, Cronenworth should have been at the bag, but Tatis probably should have really just held that because it was going to be a bang-bang play either way. And if he holds it, a run doesn't score, and then the inning may have not thrown out of control. But, you know, he'll learn. He's young. He wants to make all the plays that he possibly can. He, you know, he wants to throw the ball 100 miles an hour across the diamond as much as he can. He'll learn that just set his feet, make an easy throw to first. Maybe it doesn't go through Hosmer's glove anymore, but you know what? You'll get there. Offensively, man, the dude's a monster. Defensively, he was at standing last season, and he'll get there this season. It's just been a little bit of a rough patch. Yeah, that's how, that's how I'm feeling as well. Um, offensively, he's been he's been carrying the Padres right now, and he kind of he started that rally in the fifth inning where they end up having seven consecutive hits. Um, it, I'm just I'm super excited for. It. I think we're gonna. We're going to see him just continue to dominate. So always looking forward to that. But I think that's going to do it for this recap right here. So we're, we're talking about all this positivity with the Padres hitting. Hey, they're breaking out of their slump. You know, they just scored 12 runs against the Diamondbacks. But the big issue of this game, and I think this kind of just horrified all of us, Ryan Weathers' forearm injury. It seems like almost on a weekly basis that we've had these forearm injuries and last time we posted something about Denelson Lamette, people were saying like, oh, you guys are, are trying to be doctors or something. We're not trying to be doctors. We're just trying to say or, or question really why there have been so many forearm injuries in the Padres ro- rotation. Um, mostly they're starters. It, it's typically been. But so many guys have gone down with either Tommy John or inflamed inflamed elbows or forearm strains. And it's getting to be kind of ridiculous at this point that so many guys have got hurt so chase i'll let you kind of start because you've definitely been the one that's kind of at least explained it to me the best just like what's going on but but why why are there so many injuries within the padres organization right now because it's starting to get really scary for us fans it could be a problem with their mechanics it's simply them overthrowing too much it could just be they're throwing too much off speed. It could be a number of things, but the all question that it goes down to is why are we having this problem now when we never had it with Darren Balsley? So, you know, you can start to look at the pitching coach, maybe some of the medical staff, you know, maybe they're not, the pitchers are not getting the rest that they need, or they're not getting the medical attention that they need after games. You know, Ryan Weathers, you know, there's been a like, mix of things that have been said, but the one thing that I've really seen is probably it's just, dead arm and dead arm is kind of a weird thing with baseball players it's like fatigue but your arm feels fine because you you saw weathers he didn't want to come out of the game because he didn't really feel anything that was wrong but if you looked at his velocity and his off speed it was much slower than it was when it was against the dodgers you know he was only hitting his first two pitches of the game were high 80s and after that it was all low 90s you know it's maybe it's fatigue maybe they didn't get enough time to stretch out in spring training Maybe their bullpens weren't sufficient enough. Maybe they're rushed too much into season. It could be a number of things. But well, one thing that we got to question is, why is it all happening under Larry Rothschild? And why didn't it never happen under Darren Balsley? So, you know, it's time to 
it's time to start looking towards the Padres organization and their medical staff and the pitching coach. Like, okay, what's going on with these guys and why is it happening under you guys, but not the previous owners or the previous coaching staff? I think the thing that irritated me the most, and correct me if I'm wrong, whether, you know, it's a listener or you guys, I don't think they got to Nelson Lamette in MRI. It's like, this is his second injury. No, they didn't. Yeah, it's like, this is his second injury and his second straight start. Because remember, his last start, he came out with an injury. This start, after two innings, he comes out with an injury. Why don't you get the guy an MRI? What's stopping you guys from getting him an MRI, you know? And I'm not, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know what all this stuff is or how it could affect uh, injuries or anything. But Denelson Lamette's your, like, your ace. And I know we're talking about Ryan Weathers, but what's going on? We all have to question, like, what, what is happening behind the scenes that we don't possibly know about? And I can never think of a team that had issues like this. But... I remember somebody did tweet out that the teams that did have issues like this, the pitching coach was Larry Rothschild. That's crazy, right? And and I don't know, you know, I don't want to go jump to conclusion and say, oh no, it's Larry Rothschild, but you know, it's very hard for everyone to ignore that that could be a possibility. And obviously, Rothschild, you know, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, like I said, but we need more answers. Whoever's listening. Give us some, give us, you know, let us know what you guys think, because I think we're all kind of confused. And as far as I know, like I wasn't a pitcher or anything, but this cannot be happening this often. Clevenger, Lamette, Morahone, now Weathers is hurt. And then we have other guys, plenty of other guys on the IL right now. So there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. Even prospects, a lot of them have gone down with either elbow injuries or Tommy John. Jacob Nix had Tommy John this offseason. Like there's been a lot of dudes that are just going down. And I remember we saw a clip like of the last, however many, like in the last like two or three, I think it's since, um, since Rothschild has been the pitching coach, I think it was, we have made up like 27% of the MLB Tommy John surgeries. And then when he was, it was when he was with the Yankees, I believe, right. They were having a bunch of issues with their guys. And, and it's not like we're like, it's not like we're out here trying to, to blame him, but it's, definitely something that's concerning and should be looked at and at least talked about because this team is is built to to win these next two years and we were talking about it when Lamette went down we thought it was going to be Tommy John just like based on what we've heard of oh you get a you get a forearm strain almost every single time recently that's that's ended up being Tommy John and so that's why we were like kind of jumping to those conclusions of like oh no it could be Tommy John and it's just like we don't want to see this team you know, we don't want to see Fernando Tatis and Manny Machado's prime wasted because pitchers keep going down. That is something that is that's the worst case scenario for this team is, is these guys just keep getting Tommy John. And the rotation that's been talked about for a long time has been 2022. And then with the trades for Joe Musgrove, Blake Snell, and you Darvish, that 2022 rotation looked insane going into this year. Well, if guys start breaking down and we see Morahone, Weathers, Lamette, like these guys are banged up, that rotation doesn't look nearly as strong anymore. And also, like, is it going to be more guys? That's the other question. So it's just something that's really, really scary right now for all Padres fans. At least it should be. So um, any, anything else you guys wanted to add, though? Because I just wanted to have a, a brief little discussion about it because it's definitely something that I've been very, very concerned about. Yeah, I just wanted to add one thing off of Isaac was saying, you know, how do you not get Lamette that MRI? You know, you know he's had elbow problems. You know he's had Tommy John. Even if there was no inflammation in that elbow, get your star pitcher an MRI just so you know you're certain that there's nothing wrong there. And that 
since there's nothing wrong there, you know, you can be confident being like, okay, you know what, we're going to have him for the rest of the season. But if there was something wrong, you could fix it and go ahead and do it right now and not wait until, you know, he can't pitch later in the season. Like, because if he goes out again after this, you just probably delayed him by like another month. And Tommy John surgery and that rehab is ridiculous, man. Pitchers, it takes them a long time to recover. I think Lamette was out for two years when he got his first Tommy John. So you wonder, you'd rather get it going as early as you can rather than later. So I just don't understand how the Padres couldn't get that MRI going for him, just to be sure. Yeah, so I think that's going to do it for this little segment, but we just wanted to get something out there quickly. And if you guys think we're jumping to conclusions too, let us know. I mean, I just, I'm just concerned. It just seems like there's so many guys that it's happening to, and it's, it's definitely getting a little bit scary on, on the Padres' end. So that'll do it for this segment, though. Let's move on to the preview for the San Francisco Giants series. I think this is a series that we, we talked about a couple other series being must wins. I don't know if this is a must win series just because the Giants are playing really well. You know, they've been they've been looking really well good lately. Uh, currently tied for first place with the Dodgers as we record this episode. But this should be a fun series. Got you Darvish on Friday, Blake Snell on Saturday, and I'm expecting Joe Musgrove on Sunday. So probably the top three pitchers in this rotation right now. And I mean, I'm excited. The the Giants have Logan Webb on Friday, so that'll be a good matchup against Darvish. I think that's the game you win. But I'll start with you, Isaac. What are your just your initial thoughts on this series? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say this is a must-win series, but this is definitely a big series. The Giants right now are currently ranked ahead of us in the NL West standings, and it's of course it's April, and you know we're not going to say the Giants are some sort of big contender now because I think as the season goes. The rankings are going to pan out. We're going to see us and the Dodgers first and second. And, you know, whatever the heck the Giants, the Rockies, and the Diamondbacks are all doing doesn't matter. But there's definitely a big series. The Giants have a really good pitching staff right now. They're kind of an under-the-radar staff. Uh, Gosman and Desclafani are both pitching really well right now, and I'm pretty sure we're going to see them both. I'm not entirely sure. I know we're going to see – yeah. All right, so – you know, they're pitching some very good games, and hopefully our pitching staff comes out and shows that, you know, I think we're third or second in ERA right now. Um, so we're gonna, this is going to be a toe-to-toe pitching matchup. Hopefully our bats stay alive, and I'm very excited to see this series. I know a couple of Giants fans, and obviously us as Padre fans, you know, we're, we're going to have like this little – it's not going to be a big Dodgers-Padres rivalry, but it's going to be a small Giants-Giants-Padres rivalry, not because of the talent, but just because we're still in the same division. We're still competing against each other, so it's going to be a fun series. The Giants always tend to be a little bit scrappy against the Padres. So, you know, it's always going to be one of those games where it can go either way. But I'm going to go ahead and say this is a must-win series. We got to knock the Giants out of first. And if we can just take two of three, you know, it helps us climb the standings a little bit more. It helps the Giants drop down to probably where they should be by the end of the season. But we can't drop too many more series against while the Dodgers are out here winning. We have to keep winning. We gotta keep winning while they're losing. You know, it can't be the other way around. It can't keep winning while we lose. It's gotta be the other way around if we wanna take the West because I really don't wanna play that wild card spot because, you know, there's a lot of good teams out there in the NL that have a lot of good pitchers. And if we have to play a one game spot against like the Grom, even though the Mets can't play, you know, behind a Grom, you know, they're ground never gets run support the ground's still a scary pitcher to face in the playoffs so i'd rather just win the division and you'd be like okay cool we have a series to play instead of one game and real quick about those eras so currently the padres are first the giants are second 
and the Dodgers are third. Love to see it. NL West representing the the top uh, pitchers in baseball right now, apparently. Um, but it's uh, and then also real quick, the Mets are fourth, but it's not uh, not exactly translating on Degrom's end as he also lost the game yesterday. So I had to bring up Degrom real quick because that's just something that I think every baseball fan wants to wants to talk about. Um, but I, I think this I think this series could be talked about like a must win. I definitely think I don't know if it's must win yet just because it's April, May kind of time. And I think those must win series are, are deeper into the year, especially when if it's really tight come August and September. But it's definitely an important series. And I would I would love to see them win it. I mean, I think that this is one that you should hope to win two out of three um, just because. You know, we, we talked about the, the Giants are playing really well. I, I definitely think that, that they'll win a game, at, le- at least one. I mean, they won the last series when, when these two teams matched up. So I think going out there, winning the series would be a, a big just overall win for the Padres, kind of get some momentum. Next series, Pittsburgh, and then they have the Giants again the weekend after that. So you beat the Giants in these next two series. You take two out of three both times. I think that would be viewed as a, as a massive win for the team. But – I, I wouldn't be surprised too if if they end up taking you know only one out of three. I think this Giants team is playing really hot right now and definitely shouldn't be overlooked. I think we've we've overlooked a couple of these of these teams going into a, in some of these series. Uh, we were talking. I think last series, I think we did a good job of not overlooking the Diamondbacks. Just talking about hey, these two, you know, Merrill Kelly has pitched really good against the Padres, and then he came out and did that even though he was currently holding a, a seven ERA um, at the time. But he had looked good against the Padres in the past, and we kind of brought that up. Um, this series as well, I think we might see a couple games where it's a, you know, you got to win a 2-1 game just because you got to have your guys situationally hit. You know, you got you to gotta have, when the guy's on second in the seventh inning and it's 1-1, one one, you got to bring him in in this Giants series. I think we've seen that throughout the time that the Padres and Giants have met up in, in at least both of our lives, I think, just because they've consistently been teams that scrape out wins. And the Padres are built a little bit differently now, but you still got to win against these scrappy teams. You got to win those one run games. So if they're able to do that, I think that this can be a successful series, but I think that'll be the big question moving into this, this game. Like you said, it's not exactly a must win series, but it is a big series. It's a fun series. You know, uh, Dodgers Padres is always going to be not Dodgers Padres. Sorry. Giants Padres is always a fun, a fun series. Even if the Giants don't exactly have the greatest of talent, they're always a very scrappy team. And we made a video on the Padres and the Giants potentially having potentially having a rivalry in the future. And we just brought up how much of a scrappy team they are. Because every time we play them, they're not, they don't get spanked. Like they're actually they hang with us throughout, you know, the whole entire series. And we saw last series. <laughs> Mateo got a ball hit off his, uh, I think it was his glove, went over the fence and we lost. Not off that, but we lost that series one to two. I think we all really talk about something we're looking forward to. And I think what I'm looking forward to is uh, just seeing if Fernando keeps this up. You know, seeing how our offense, if our offense keeps this up. And uh, I think, you know, the most exciting part of this Padres team is going to be the offense this year. So very excited to see that. And hopefully the pitching staff hangs with them too. I think it's going to be a fun little series. The pitching's going to be great. You know, these three games are probably going to be all tight pitching matchups. The Giants pitchers have been pitching like crazy. You know, Discofinay just threw like a shutout the other night. Then Gossman threw like another seven innings, like nine strikeouts, you know. Those two have been performing like really, really well for the Giants. So if we can just knock them out in the sixth, maybe fifth inning at most, then we win. If not, 
you know, those relievers, sometimes it's hit and miss with the Padres. They either tear up relievers or, you know, they just fold. So just if we get the starting pitching out, we win. If we don't, you know, it's going to be a rough ride. So then let's just wrap it up real quick here. Um, who is your guys, like the guy that you need, thinks needs to have the best, the best game of the series for this, to, for this to end up being a 2-1 Padres series victory? Um, in my opinion, that guy is Blake Snell. Hasn't won a game yet as a San Diego Padre. Currently having a 3.92 ERA. He's looked good, but the command has definitely been the biggest issue so far, and he he hasn't been able to go along into games. So I think that if he comes out, if he can pitch six innings and, and keep the Padres in that game on Saturday, I think that's that's the guy that's got to do it this week. He's got to come out there have a, have a very good performance, and I think he should have a performance. Um, this Giants lineup isn't anything crazy, not to not to overlook them or anything, but Blake Chanel should be able to come in there and pitch a very, very quality game. And, and hopefully I would be very, I'd be really happy if he could come in there, pitch six shutout innings. I think that'd be a huge win. I think that'd bring a lot of momentum to the Padres side, but who are your guys that need to really excel in this series? So in terms of the pitching staff, I'm also going to go with Blake Snell. You know, he hasn't gotten a win as a San Diego Padre yet. I don't know if he's gotten a loss. He might've gotten a loss in that Dodgers game. No loss. So he's 0-0 right now. So, you know, this would be a good time for him to pick up his first W. But that's just pitching-wise. I think offensively, the guy that, other than Fernando, that's just an obvious, the guy that needs to have a good series, Will Myers. Will Myers is struggling a little bit, but when Will is on, we're constantly putting up six, seven, eight runs because he can mash. And whenever he's mashing, he brings in those two-run bombs, three-run bombs. So I'm going to go with Will Myers. Hopefully he bounces back a little bit. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be rooting for it very uh, – because we're all huge Will Myers fans. We love Will Myers. I'm sure every Padres fan does. So hopefully he breaks out again this series. Yeah, absolutely. I'm hoping Snow goes six, but you never know. Tinkler likes pulling him early for some reason. Uh, the one guy that I'm looking forward to to break out, you know, we haven't really seen him because he was injured all year, Austin Nola. Looking forward to see how he handles the pitching staff, and I want to see him, you know, at least tear the cover off the ball this weekend. He may not, you know, hit for average, but as long as he makes solid contact, it's always a good thing going forward. All righty, so I think that's going to do it for this preview, and and hopefully the Padres take two out of three. If you're a Giants fan listening, sorry for a little bit of the the Padres bias here, but it is a Padres channel. Um, and and also if you're a Giants fan, and just want to want to kind of hear someone kind of rooting for it on your side. Uh, we do have an episode a while back talking about a potential Padres Giants rivalry with Leo Luna, who's a really big, like uh, really big, sorry. He's a really big 49ers and, and Giants guy in the social media. So make sure to check that out. But I think that's going to do it for today's episode. So thanks everyone for tuning in and we'll talk to you guys soon.